Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lord of the Storm podcast. I am Dan Parr and we are going through the Bible one chapter at a time and expecting to hear from the Lord as he is the word of life. So if you have your favorite Bible handy, go ahead and get it open to Matthew chapter 8 where we will be reading today. So while you are turning there, I'll do my soft shoe dance and give you a minute to get there and tell you that in this chapter, we are going to be reading about three separate physical healings Jesus does and also see him drive out some demons and, of course, calm a storm because, after all, he is the Lord of the storm, which is good news for us as we face storms of various kinds in our life and he is able to get us through them. So let's read through it. And then I'll come back with a few comments about what uh, stuck out to me the most during the reading. All right, are you ready? Let's jump right into the water with Jesus in Matthew chapter 8. Matthew 8. When he came down from the mountain, large crowds of people followed him. A leper came to him and bowed to him, saying, Lord, if you want to, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I want to. Be made clean. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. When he came into Capernaum, a centurion, a high-ranking Roman military officer, came to him, asking for help, saying, Lord, my servant lies in the house paralyzed in terrible pain. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, and I have soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and tell another one, come, and he comes, and tell my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed, and said to those following him, I tell you, I haven't found such great faith like this, not even among anyone in Israel. I tell you that many Gentiles will come from the east and the west, and will sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites will be thrown out into the outer darkness because of their lack of faith. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it will be done for you just as you believed. His servant was healed that very hour. When Jesus went into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. So she got up and served him. When evening came, the crowds brought him many people who were possessed with demons. He cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, so that what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah would be fulfilled, saying, He took our sickness and healed our diseases. Now, when Jesus saw the large crowds around him, he told his disciples to leave for the other side of the lake. An expert in the law came and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, The foxes have holes to live in, and the birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another man said to him, Lord, allow me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their own dead. When he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Then a violent storm came upon the sea, so much so that the boat was covered with the waves. But Jesus was asleep. His disciples came to him and woke him up, saying, Save us, Lord, we are dying. He said to them, Why are you afraid? You have little faith. Then he got up, reprimanded the wind and the sea, and then there was complete calm. The men were amazed and asked themselves, What kind of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? When he came to the other side, into the country of the Gadarenes, two people possessed by demons met him there. Coming out of the tombs, they were extremely violent, so that nobody could pass by that way. 
They cried out, screaming, What do we have to do with you, Jesus, Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time of judgment? Now there was a herd of pigs feeding far away from them. The demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, let us go into the herd of pigs. He said to them, Go. They came out of them, and they went into the herd of pigs. And then the whole herd of pigs rushed off the cliff into the sea and drowned. Those who feed the pigs ran into the city and told everything, including what had happened to those who were possessed with demons. Then all the people from the city came out to meet Jesus. When they saw him, they begged him to leave their area. And that is Matthew chapter 8. One of the things that I love is the exchange between Jesus and the leper. Now, you know, no one wants to be around a leper. There's a chance that they'll get infected. There's a social stigma. They're considered unclean. But Jesus talks to him, and the leper recognized the power Jesus has. If you want to, you can make me clean, he says. And Jesus lovingly responds, I want to. Man, that is awesome. That is letting us know that God cares about us and he is more than willing to touch and heal us. It doesn't matter what society says about us, how others view us, what condition we are in. He is willing and wants to heal. And then there's the centurion's faith in this chapter and Jesus's ability to heal his servant. Now, this is significant to me because the centurion isn't coming to be healed himself, but he is coming for his servant that he obviously cares about. Just like we can approach the Lord in intercession for others. And the faith of this centurion, he says, you don't have to come and heal him. Just say the word. I get how this works because I have authority over people and they do what I tell them. So I know that whatever you say is going to be done because I recognize the authority that you have. He had no doubt in his mind that Jesus could heal his servant. And Jesus is even impressed with this saying, I haven't seen such faith. Yeah, that's pretty good when you can impress Jesus with your faith. And Jesus tells him, go, and it will be done for you just as you believed. Whew. Now, later on in the chapter, it references Isaiah's comments about the Savior uh, saying that he took up our sickness and healed us of our diseases. And this is the proof, right? He is doing it right here in their midst for them to see. And for us, as we read this, his living word, which is active and alive. So if you need healing in your life, here's your example to follow in this chapter. Jesus wants to heal, and he has the authority to heal. Now, at this point, we can all think of someone that we prayed for that didn't get better. So what's the deal there? Yeah, all I know is that God is sovereign, and that he doesn't make mistakes, and he does everything right. I had a nephew who had an accident, and we prayed for him, but he died. But you know how we always pray, your will be done. Well, obviously, it was God's will to call him home. And I can't say why, but that's where our faith comes in, right? Faith that God is good and that he does what is right. He can see a thousand miles down the road where we can only see maybe a thousand yards. So he knows what is best. All right, I know I'm going to get long-winded here, but I've seen God heal too. Um, I know a pastor whose mom had cancer and was given less than a year to live, but 20 years later, she's still alive, cancer-free. Uh, in my own life, I had a heart issue, but now I'm healed. Um, I've been sick with common stuff and headaches and recovered too. So there's a wide variety here. The thing to remember is don't get hung up on how the healing takes place. You know, medications, doctors, or supernaturally. The important thing is not how it happens, but that it happens. And if you want more on this, there's plenty of resources available out there about God's healing. Uh, but just know that he does heal 
in his way and in his time. Just stay in faith and leave the results and details to him. Okay, well, I trust that the Lord is speaking to you through his word. And before we part for the day, let's pray. Well, dear God, thank you that you are always in complete control. Even when we don't see it, you can calm the storms of our life and you can calm our hearts too. Lord, I remember an old song that said, sometimes you calm the waves and sometimes you calm your child. Um, And Lord, during these storms, what we're really looking for is, is peace. Peace that you are there, that you are going to bring us through, and that peace that you can go through it with us. Thank you for the times where you calm the storm. And thank you also for the times where you give us the peace that we need to endure them. We know, Lord, that it's during the storms of life that we often get closest to you. So thank you for your always abiding presence. Lord, we read about healings today, and I want to pray for the one listening who needs healing. Just as the centurion came to you for his servant, I come to you for healing for the one listening right now. Father, you know the need, and you have told us that you want to heal. So, Father, we thank you that you have the ability and the authority to heal, and we thank you for the healing right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that is going to do it for today. I know there's so much more we could touch on, but I trust the Lord is speaking to you in this and has blessed you and would ask that if he has blessed you through this podcast, that you'd be a blessing and pass it on to someone else in return. So thank you for your time and we'll be back again next time on The Lord of the Storm. God bless.